Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. And I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friend, welcome to Goal Driven Mom. So excited for you to be here. This is an off the cuff episode and here's why. I want to encourage you. I want you to know that you can do hard things. And I'm going to use an example in my own life because it's been a while since I've actually tried to do something super hard. I mean, like life has been hard. A lot of things that I do are hard, but it's not like I put myself out there and stepped out of my comfort zone in order to do a hard thing in a long time. I think ever since I tried to qualify for the Boston Marathon in 2015, um, and then I guess I re-qualified in 2018, I wrote a book, you know, things like that have been hard, but it's been a while since I've said, you know what, I want to push myself and I want to actually go out there and see if I can still do hard things. And guess what? (laughs) I can. And so can you. And so today I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, I want you to think about what can you do that's just a little bit hard? What can you do to step out of your comfort zone? to really understand the power that you have, to understand the gifts that you have, to understand that God wants to push you a little bit harder too, and he wants to use you. And in order to do that, we have to be willing to say yes to the hard. And what did I do this weekend? (laughs) This weekend, I decided to climb my first 14er. Uh, I live in Colorado, so I feel like I should, right? And so, you know, I've had this, the days of marathons. I'm not sure when or if I will run another one, but I wanted another challenge. And so I thought, what about starting to hike 14ers? So I decided to go big because that's usually what I do. And I decided to hike Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs. And Pikes Peak is not faint for the heart right? It is actually a lot of 14ers start quite high and they aren't as long. Well, Pikes Peak starts at about 7,400 feet of elevation, obviously goes over 14,000 feet. So you are gaining 7,500 feet of elevation as you hike. 
And it's not just a short hike. It is actually, if you go from the start, the actual trail, all the way to the summit, it's 12.5 miles. So it's almost a half marathon. And people do run the half marathon and the marathon that they have at Pikes Peak. Actually, my aunt, Josh's aunt, did that recently. And she did amazing, especially not being... Uh, accustomed to the elevation and the altitude. She's from Minnesota, so she's coming from sea level. And um, but as I started hiking, I felt really good in the beginning, and I was just I saw people running and jogging, and I'm going, man, how do you do that? <laughs> really, how do you do that? Um, and of course, in my head, I'm like, hmm, I want to challenge myself. I want to be able to do that and run uphill because really it's uphill the whole way. And so as my friend and I got there, we got there about 4.40 in the morning. It was still dark, but you need to start early because they say you want to summit by noon or one or, you know, early in the day because that's when rainstorms and things will come usually early afternoon. So we got there at 4.40. We started our hike in the dark. It was beautiful out. I mean, it was actually kind of hot and it was going really well until we must have made a wrong turn and we ended up at the Manitou Incline. Okay, so the Manitou Incline is this really long stretch, like a mile up, <laughs> straight up. It used to be the cog kind of rail tracks or whatnot. And so uh, it's essentially stairs that lead to a really high spot and you it's a 2768 steps I believe and a lot of elevation gain I can't remember what the elevation gain is but it's quite a bit and they say don't do both the Manitou incline and Pikes Peak if you plan to hike the whole thing because they're two different workouts they're two strenuous things well we end up at the Manitou incline at the bailout point so a little bit past halfway and we go what do we do do we turn around and go find the trail or do we just go up the incline? So we decided, hey, we feel good right now. Let's go up the incline. So we did and it was fine. It, we breathed, we were breathing hard, but it was fine. So we're like, okay, we'll see at the end if this made a difference or not, right? But when we got up there, the sun was rising. It was gorgeous. And just the experience itself was amazing because the smell of fresh air, there's no city. I mean, in the beginning, you can see all the city lights and all the city and everything, but you can't hear the cars, you can't hear the noise. You hear a little stream next to you, water running and trickling, you hear birds. It's just you and nature. And it's not this, not everyone hikes Pikes Peak. It's not this huge touristy thing. So you're out there, you see people here and there, but it's not, it's not cluttered, it's not crowded, okay? So, we get in a few miles and we're talking, chatting, feeling good. I honestly felt really good. And I think part of it was because I have another friend who started me on trail running. We've only done a couple, um, like of the last couple of weeks and she has kicked my butt. I'm telling you, my heart rate was going like past 190 and I had to stop and breathe, heavy breathing, huff and puffing. And so it's been a challenge, but I think that actually helped me acclimate to the hike that we were doing. So my legs felt really good. I felt really good. Uh, six and a half miles in, you get to bar camp, which is halfway. And it's this cute little cabin. There's these outdoor bathrooms. 
But the cabin, if you get there early enough, you want to camp, you can camp in there. They have some bunk, they have a bunk house with lots of different beds in there. And you can stay in there if you get there early enough. They have a little snack bar. So it's a kind of a fun halfway point. And we're like making good time. I think it took us three hours to get there. So we're like, okay, well, it'll probably take us at least four hours for the rest of the way. So we're thinking, well, maybe not. I mean, we were thinking, okay, six or seven hours, that's probably doable. So we keep going, feeling awesome and taking in the sights. I'm like stopping to take pictures, but then we get near the tree line. Now, for those of you who don't know, the tree line essentially means that you have hit, I think it's it's over 12,000 feet, I believe, or yeah, somewhere in there that life can't grow, right? So then it's like basically rocks and stuff, but it was really cool to see because even though trees didn't grow in that spot, there was still a lot of greenery. A lot of wildflowers were growing. And I thought, I didn't realize that those were there because you don't see them from so far away. The other thing that I thought was really interesting is that the rocks were definitely not smooth. But when you look at it from far away, it just looks like this big, smooth rock structure. But it just is so intricate with all these different layers of rocks and, 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 um, not context, but like um, just depth and purple and blue and yellow and white wildflowers all around and super cool. So anyway, we get through the tree line and my friend is feeling it. She's kind of like, ah, I'm done in a way, right? And so I'm kind of pulling her and I'm still feeling great at this point. And I, I'm talking to people as we go. And there was this couple that was sitting on a rock and I was kind of like, are you guys coming down? Or are you going up or whatnot? And they're like, well, we're going down to go up. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Most people go up and then back down. But as I got to talking to them, they're going to do a hard thing. You guys, they're going to do a hard thing. They are training. They're doing altitude training. So they parked at the top and then they were just going down a couple miles to go back up to stay in that high altitude because they are going to hike Kilimanjaro in a month. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But Kilimanjaro starts at 14,000 feet, and that's where we were getting to. And it goes up to 19,000. So they've been training the altitude where they can here to get accustomed to it. So hopefully it won't be so bad when they get there. But it was funny because we were just chatting with them. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, we aren't going back down. So we're kind of hoping the cog, like the train that goes up and down Pikes Peak, will take us back. Um, but it's kind of a, is it first come, first serve? But it's a if there's room. So if you don't buy a two-way pass, you don't know if you're going to get down the mountain. So I was like, well, we could be hiking back down. And so it was kind of funny. And they're like, oh, you know what? We'll probably right, be right behind you. If you find us up there, we'll take you down. And so... I was like, great, that's awesome. And they were a nice couple. And I was hoping they weren't like serial killers or things, you know, but anyway, uh, I'm not one to normally hitchhike, but I thought, you know, people who hike a mountain probably, you know, are not going to be scary. So <clears throat> on we went and just past them probably a, not even a half mile, I start getting a migraine. I start getting a headache and I'm like, oh no, I this can't be. I've been feeling so good and I've been pulling my friend this last mile and my migraine gets worse and worse. And of course it's probably altitude. I'm like, oh, 
And then it started, I start feeling nauseous and we are not even two miles out. I'm telling you. And I'm going, I can't do this. I just can't finish. But what was the alternative going back down like 10 miles down that we didn't plan for that. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to finish no matter how long it takes me. I'm going to have to put it into gear and I'm going to have to mentally get my game on. Right. And so I, I'm just going, okay. And I would, I was fine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I got to stop. I got to stop. And I'd like put my head down in my hands. And and then I start feeling queasy and I was going to try and eat a couple crackers, but I couldn't eat anything. Like my mouth was so dry to the crackers that I couldn't get anything down. And I was drinking a bunch of water. I don't think I was dehydrated though. I maybe was, you know, um, but I was drinking a lot. I had an electrolyte can with me or a bottle. And then I had my Nalgene pack. So I had been drinking and drinking and drinking, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. So, um, my friend finally starts feeling good and she's like, we're almost there. Let's go. And so she's pulling me now at this point and I'm going, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and I'm like, usually the positive one, the mental, this, the mentally strong one, you know, and she just thought it was hilarious. She's like, I can't believe you're talking like this, you know, cause I'm going, this is terrible and I can't do it. And, and then we saw a couple of guys coming down and I had been talking out loud. Like I wish I would have brought my ibuprofen and I should have been thinking about these things. And one of them was like, Oh, do you need ibuprofen? I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would love you forever. If you could give me some ibuprofen because my head is pounding and I don't think I can make it. Like we can see the hut from where we are. Of course, it's still like a mile and a half away, but I don't think I'm going to make it. So he graciously gave me some, we got chatting and it was really cool because he, he was asking if we were from around here and we're like, yeah, we are, except I've only been here two years. So I'm still acclimating. And we, you know, and then he was asking about, it was kind of cool. Cause he, he said something like, have you seen God working in your move? And I was like, oh my gosh, we'd have to hike a mountain for me to tell you everything that God has done in our move. Like it is a story to be told. And so it was pretty cool. I just thought that was really encouraging. So we kept going. And then as we're passing people coming back down, because they're hiking back down the mountain because they're crazy. They want to do a whole marathon, <laughs> which at some point I probably want to do too. But they're hiking back down the mountain. And they're telling us about how great these donuts are at the top. And it's so worth it. You can do it. And you're so close. And for all you runners out there, you understand. When they say you're so close, you want to smack them because you're not. You're, you're more than a mile away. That's not close, <laughs> right? It's not close. And I'm thinking, that's great that these donuts are worth it, but I didn't ask about any donuts because I'm nauseous. I don't want a donut right now. And I am the queen of sweet tooths, right? I love my sweets. And I could not think about food or donuts. All I was thinking about is how do I get to the top? What is the fastest way? Is there a shortcut? <laughs> and please don't tell me I'm close, right? And so my friend was just laughing because she's like, you are so funny. I've never heard you talk like this. And I mean, that's what we do, right? When it, the going gets tough, we want to quit. And we start telling ourselves all these negative things. And we say, we can't, you can't do it. This is too hard. Turn back. Stop what you're doing. How many times have you heard that lately? I mean, if you're comfortably uncomfortable, you might, you might not be hearing that. But if you're stepping out and you're doing something hard, 
those thoughts are going to come in. What are you going to do with them? Because what I did with them at first <laughs> is I let them play into my head and my head started hurting worse and worse and worse. And my body, I, I, I didn't think I physically was going to do it. I thought I was going to pass out. Like I literally did. I said, I'm not even going to get up this mountain. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to be here until the medics come get me. And my mind went crazy. And then I, I pulled it back in and I started talking to myself. And I said, okay, I can do this. I can do this. It's only a mile away. Okay, we're less than a mile away. I can do it. I can do it. And even like I said a little prayer, like, help me, Lord, right? Because where does our strength come from? But we, I needed to physically get in gear and I needed to mentally turn on my brain and say, I can do hard things. And I had to think about, there are so many other people who have done this. I can do this too. And I can finish what I started. And I think sometimes some of you out there, you might just need to have a reminder that you can finish what you started. You know what I mean? Like what, if, what were, what's it been in your heart? What passion have you had that you have wanted to try for so long or you started and something went wrong or something was hard and you gave in? Guess what? You can get back up. You can. You can get back up and you can do it again. And you, my friend, can do hard things. And I kept telling myself, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And then I was telling my friend, I was like, this is just like a marathon. I am in the 20 to 26 miles. I'm in that last six mile stretch. And that's the hardest part because your legs have given out. You're in so much pain. You're telling yourself you're never going to do this again, ever, ever going to do this again, ever, you know, and you're running with heart. Nothing good happens after 20 miles physically. Like you don't need to train past 20 miles. You don't have to run past 20 miles, but that's why the marathon's so hard because it's the last six miles you're doing in heart with all heart. And so I'm thinking this last mile is like my last six miles of the marathon. I mean, I was finished. And I said, I'm going to do this with my heart. And you know what? <laughs> we made it. And this last three, the last three miles took us almost three hours. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The rest was easy. I was, people were telling me, oh my gosh, Pipe's Peep is so hard and here's the tips that you need. You need to do this and you need to do this and, and all this stuff. I didn't feel anything until the last two miles. I could have gone faster than I did, I think. But when I got to those two, that last two miles, that's when it, I needed to dig deep and I needed to find that strength to push through. So we get to the top and it's amazing. And honestly, I think the views were even better, like, at the tree line. So I'm glad I took a lot of pictures there and took it in because by the time we got up there, my head literally felt like it was going to explode. And I was so nauseous. I couldn't think about anything else. And so I just like tried really hard just to make it to the end. Okay. So we missed the summit sign. We didn't take a picture by it. We did end up taking a picture up at the top, but I like literally couldn't think about anything except getting down the mountain. So we go find the conductor because apparently we have to talk to the conductor to get this cog railway ticket to go one way down the road. And lo and behold, they don't have room, at least for the next two trains, which means we would be stuck up there for at least an hour, a couple hours without knowing if we're going to get back down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't handle it. I'm going to die. Like I'm literally thinking I'm going to die. 
So then we see, as we're kind of going to find it in the conductor, we see this couple that we talked to on the mountain, you know, the one that I said is not a serial killer, or I was hoping they weren't. Um, and they were like, oh, yeah, if you don't can't get a ride down, let us know. We're going to go eat, you know, so find us in the cafeteria. And we did want to take the cog because it would have been a fun experience. But because it was full, we're like, okay, should we go find those people? Um, and they were so wonderful. I mean, I'm telling you. And so we go find them. We sit at the t- a table and I put my head down and I'm telling you, I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> and and when my eyes were closed, I was seeing stars, like literally little white fuzzy stars all over in my head. So I just didn't even know what I was doing at that point. And so when they came over and were like, oh, yeah, we're ready to go. Are you ready to go? I'm like, I can't even function. I don't know what I don't even know if I can walk. <laughs> and so we had to get on a bus to get us down to the other parking lot. And actually, I was so afraid to go down the mountain. Like I would have rather walked down the mountain than to drive down the mountain because it's terrifying. It is very open. It is very cliffy. And if your car went down the cliff, you die. Like that's just, (laughs) I was, because I couldn't cognitively think anymore or see, I actually did not even notice cliffs going down the mountain, but we get to the parking lot. We get, get to their car, get in the car. And all of a sudden I'm like, I need a minute. And I get out and like throw up everything, except I have nothing to throw up except water and liquid. So I got sick. So I essentially got altitude sickness. And I've never experienced that before. Uh, All the mountains I've hiked, I did the virtual Boston Marathon in Staunton State Park, which was 9,500 feet elevation, which was kind of stupid of me then as well. But we had driven up Pikes Peak one time when we were out here visiting. And up there in altitude didn't bother me at all. Actually, my oldest son kind of got dizzy and lightheaded, but I didn't feel anything. So it was just an interesting experience. But I'm telling you, once I got sick, I felt a lot better. (laughs) And then as we started going down the mountain, I'm just like, I can't think. And they had Gatorade, so I was drinking some Gatorade. And I'm like, can we get me down the mountain? Can can I make it? Am I going to make it? And as we got lower in altitude, and elevation, I started feeling better and better. And actually, by the time we got down to the end, I felt okay. I mean, not better, not great. I was super exhausted, but my headache was simmering. It was just lighter, and I definitely didn't feel nauseous anymore. And so they dropped us. They were so nice. They went through the city, got to a park, the parking lot, dropped us in our car, And I really hope that their Kilimanjaro hike goes well. Such an amazing feat. Like I'm going, maybe I want to do that someday. I don't know. I got to figure out the altitude. But anyway, long story short, we hop into my friend's car and it starts raining. I mean, it couldn't have been better weather for us. It was amazing. So, I mean, lots of things I learned in that time, but being prepared packing right. I mean, I probably packed a little bit too much because it was actually hot. I was, um, I didn't need all the layers, but I had them just in case because you never know what you're going to get. If you get stuck in the rain and over the tree line, you're kind of in trouble. So, and I packed a lot of water, but I think I needed it all because I, it was almost gone (laughs) by the time I got home. So I definitely drank a lot of water, but the thing that I learned the most was the stick to it was the digging deep. It was the really 
doing something that mentally engaged me again that made me have to find that mental fortitude. And I'm telling you, it's just like a marathon because I was like, I'm never doing this again, never going to do this again. Even at the top, I was like, nope, not doing it. We got into the car. I still was kind of feeling it. So I'm like, meh. The next day, I wake up and I'm like, hmm, that wasn't so bad. You forget all the pain you went through in those last couple of miles. And you're like, I want to do that again. And actually, I feel that way. I'm ready to do another 14er. And honestly, I wasn't sore. I was, I was maybe a little sore, but I really wasn't sore. I could have gone and ran. I took a couple of days off of running just because I wanted my body to rest. But I was so happy that I did something hard and pushed myself. And it was such an experience. Man, being out in nature, not having a computer, my phone not working, none of it. I had enough. I, I had it in airplane because I knew it wouldn't have service. So I could still take pictures and enjoy. But I didn't think about electronics. I didn't think about work. I didn't think about anything other than the just the gorgeous backdrop the fun conversations that we had, and just taking in this hard challenge. And I wanted to share that with you. This isn't my normal podcast. I wasn't planning on this as an episode, but I learned so much through it. And God showed up. I'm telling you, God showed up in the little things. I mean, who would have known that I would have been feeling good enough to talk to that couple who said they would bring us down, and they did. And then I met these guys who gave me ibuprofen, who like brought God into it and reminded me, oh yeah, this is what he does. He comes, he meets me where I need, right? He meets us at our needs. He meets us where we're at. Wait on him. And so I just, there were so many moments and I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I wanted to just come in here and encourage you today, go do something hard. Figure it out, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If God's calling you to it, do that, right? Wherever he's calling you, go there, obey. Obedience is good. But do something hard, just as a little reminder that you can. Because we want our kids to do something hard. We need to do it first. We need to be willing to be that example. And um, I think I'm going to start pushing myself again in these little things because it's important to me to remember, to remind myself that I can do something hard so that when God calls me to something, I'm more willing to do it because I know I can with his strength. I know I can if he calls me to it. I can do hard things and so can you. So I hope that this blessed you today. I hope you had fun hearing my story of all the craziness that happened along the way. And um, we will, I'm, I just hope you have a wonderful week. And I want to encourage you, go do something hard this week and then come back and let me know about it. Come hang out with me in Simplicity and Motherhood. It's a Facebook group. It's free. It's our community. We talk all about goals and decluttering and organizing productivity and all the things. And so I want to come in, you come in there and tell me, what did you do that was hard this week? In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. 
Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.